Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Keeping It Center podcast. I'm your host, Jaquetta Gilbert. This is a space for women who want help keeping God at the center of their marriage, their role as a mom, and while using their gifts to make a difference in the lives of others. This is for real women with real issues serving a real God who holds us in the palm of his hand. So if you're ready to take off the facade, woman up to your imperfections, and invite our Father in every part of your beautiful mess, girlfriend, you're in the right place. All right, guys, we have an amazing guest this week on the Keeping It Center podcast. Um, This young lady and I, Go a ways back. It's been a while. I can't believe how long it's been since college days. I'm feeling old now. Um, But I'm so, so excited to present to you all Alonda Seaton. I keep wanting to say Urban, but she's married now, Um, (laughs) y'all. So Alonda, tell us a little bit about who you are, including your family, and a little bit about what you do. Um. So yeah, it's crazy for me, Quetta, to to, to say Seaton now, um, <laughs> because I've been Urban for so long, and and people who've known me forever um, struggle with that new last name, and I say I'll always be an Urban. Ask my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am <laughs> a, a child of God. I'm a mom now. Um, I have a one-year-old named Silas. Um, I am a wife, and I guess I probably should have said that first. Um, <laughs> wife of Sasundis. Uh God definitely has a sense of humor. People struggle with my name and now I have to tell them that my husband's name is Sasundis. Um <laughs> so the the three of us, um, I am part time teacher, part time instructional coach at a high school. Um this is year fourteen um of being at that school for me, which is crazy um to think about. But um yeah, my husband's a stay-at-home dad, but he's picked up a part-time job recently, so um, it has been an interesting season for us, definitely. Girl, I didn't know it was year 14 already. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, it seemed Fresh like... out of college. Yes, yes. That's what I was going to say. I, it seems like just the other day we were in ed classes, <laughs> you know, at Clemson, so wow. <laughs> Yes, and now I have former students who have been married much longer than I have, have children who could probably babysit my son, um, (laughs) because I was teaching seniors when I started, so I was, you know, in my early 20s, and I had 17, 18-year-olds in my classroom, so, Mm -hmm. Mm crazy. Yes, yes, I know everybody's uh, on different social platforms, but I still love my Facebook and um yeah. it, is, it is nice seeing some of the kids you know we talked back in the day and how they're growing up and got families of their own it's kind of crazy though um but yeah I guess yes. they all have to grow up <laughs> yeah yeah I keep trying to tell myself that but yeah I love Facebook for that reason too um mm-hmm. if, even if it's just pictures or videos or things like that of people that I probably would have lost contact with by now mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. if not for that yeah yeah so you were saying how in your early 20s you know you started your teaching career tell us a little bit Mm -hmm. about 20 year old Alonda and what you wanted your future to look like at that time (laughs) oh man um 20 year old Alonda thought that um since that aspect of my career um I knew that I wanted to be a teacher when I was probably five years old and never wavered from that. So um, to go through high school, to go through college, to get to that point where I'm actually teaching, I thought that since God worked that out, that everything else would work out the way that I thought Mm -hmm. um, it would. Um, You know, I I dated someone for most of my time at Clemson um, and was convinced that we were going to get married and start a family and, and all of those things that, you know, people tell you you're supposed to do mm-hmm. um, once you graduate from college. 
and that did not work out. Um, so because that didn't work out, I recognized that God had a different plan for me. I just wasn't exactly sure what that looked like. And because I'm a bit of a control freak, I thought that I could um, manipulate and orchestrate that on my own because I thought that I was supposed to be in a relationship. I thought that I was supposed to be buying that house and, and all of those things. And and now um, I laugh. Notice I laughed when you asked me that question um, because 20-year-old Alonda was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> And, and sad um, at the same time because it didn't look the way I thought it should look. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I didn't understand why, because I felt like I'd done everything right up until that point. Um, and so I, now I'm grateful that things didn't happen at that time the mm -hmm. way that I thought they should because I recognize what that would mean for where 35 year old what I like that you said is we have that thought a lot of us ladies I can only speak for us ladies is that you know everybody tells you when you're yay high oh you know when you grow up you know you're gonna go to school get a good job get married have kids have the nice house to pick white picket fence and the dog and life is gonna be mm -hmm. beautiful forever and ever yes. <laughs> yes. and um I mean I can appreciate and understand where people were coming from I guess hearing those kind of stories as a young girl but I think at the same time um I feel like there's a whole lot of emphasis on finding the right one and not just find the right one but early <laughs> really early and yeah. sometimes probably way before we even need to find one you know um yes yeah so it's it's and i've had mm, go ahead i've had that conversation so many times with students and um you know i used to coach the cheerleaders so um you know, that, that idea of the American dream and how that has changed for most people and how for a lot of different groups, especially us, it doesn't look the same as, um, as it does for other people. So not everybody meets their, you know, wife, their husband in high school. Not everybody meets that person in college. Um, sometimes it takes a really long time to meet that person, um, and people get impatient, and so they settle, and I said that's something that I would never do, just to say that I had somebody, um, because I didn't want to be unhappy, because I saw that happen, um, to some people that, that I was, um, close with at that time, um, they did it because they felt like that's what they were supposed to do. People were pushing them in that direction mm -hmm. and they weren't happy. Um, and a lot of those relationships ended. Some of them have not, but I think if, if they had it to do over again, they would do it differently. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what you remember of your feelings towards singleness um, you talked a bit about how you know, 20 year old Londa was funny and, and she had all these ambitions and they didn't work out the way she wanted it to, <laughs> but what, how else were you feeling at that time versus how you feel now that you're on the other side of the spectrum? Um, for a while I was, I guess I used the word frustrated, um, because not that I felt like I was better than anybody else, but. I thought that I had enough going for myself that someone should be interested <laughs> in, in pursuing me seriously, not just um, a date, not just somebody to hang out with, but, but someone to commit to long-term. And so everyone that expressed interest in that season of my life was not interested in the long-term, was not interested in, in what I was interested in. Um, so frustrated, yes, um, with myself thinking that I had done something or had not done something that I was supposed to do, 
um, questioning God a lot about why, like what, what else do you want me to do? I've done this, I've done this, I've done that. So why is this not happening for me? And it seems to be happening for everybody else. Um, and now that I'm, gosh, over a decade removed from, from that season in my life, I recognize that I was not where I thought I was as far as um, knowing who I was, knowing what I was supposed to be doing, um, as far as my relationship with God was concerned, because I'd always been serving in the church. Um, you know that we served together. Mm -hmm. um, I prayed, I read my Bible, I did my devotionals, I did all of these things. I could check all of these boxes, um, but God still had some things that he needed me to learn, um, to understand, to give up. Um, and 20-year-old Alonda couldn't see that for what it was. Mm -hmm. So it took a long time for me to get to that point. And I appreciate that time. It was hard, mm -hmm. um, especially once I got closer to 30 and I knew the desire of my heart was to be a wife, was to be a mother. And, you know, I'm just thinking I'm getting older, I'm getting older, I'm getting older. And it just doesn't seem to be happening. There's no one. I can't think of a single person um, who I could just go and marry right now, knowing that that wasn't what I was supposed to be thinking. Um, but God brought me to a point where I, I didn't have a choice but to trust him if that makes sense mm -hmm. um because like I said earlier I'm a bit of a control freak I like to be organized I like to know when where how for how long all of those things mm -hmm. and God had to show me even though I knew it because like I said I've, I've been in the church my whole life I've been serving I've been reading I've been listening to sermons I knew that but I had to completely give up um, my desire for control. So not just trying to control, but, but the desire to do that. I had to fall on my face literally and say, okay, God, I, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm moving out of the way. I'm going to be patient and wait for the man that you have created just for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was the prayer that I prayed. And I stopped looking. I stopped saying, well, you know, he's all right, maybe. Mm -hmm. That that stuff, I, I gave up all of that um, and focused on God, focused on that relationship, focused on Alonda for the first time, really focused on, on those two relationships. Um, and then literally when I did not expect had no clue whatsoever he sent my husband from California to South Carolina Whew. that's a long ways away <laughs> <laughs> literally across the country yes wow so I there's a lot I want to unpack in what you said there you said a lot of really great things that stood out to me one of those things is that uh, you said we sometimes have that tendency to, and, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm like you, I'm that planner kind of girl. I like to know what's mm -hmm. going on. I don't want to be blindsided by anything. I like to be prepared, like over-prepared. <laughs> right. Um, so I right. totally feel you on that. Um, I think for people like you and I, it is hard to relinquish that control because like you said even though you know you know we've been in the church forever and ever and have done all these things you know it almost seems like okay lord i'm checking off all my boxes so can i have my prize mm -hmm. now <laughs> like right. i've been a good girl can i exactly. have my prize <laughs> but you know exactly. it, it it doesn't work like that and i think that's hard um especially for me because as a young girl, I feel like a lot of us were taught, okay, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to get ABC. Um, and mm -hmm. just 
growing up with that mentality, I think has been difficult for a lot of, a lot of us, a lot of us women, um, man, I wish things could have been different, but I guess, you know, there's no need to think like that because we obviously learned those lessons for a reason, um, as difficult as they may have been, (laughs) not as fun as we wanted them to be. Um, but yeah. And, And I, I've said to um, some of my friends who are still single um, and we've just had those, those hard conversations. I, my body says, yes, I wish that I could have started having children earlier (laughs) 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 because I don't want to be 40 and still um, trying to have a baby. Mm -hmm. But, um, I recognize now and not then, definitely not then, because I shed a lot of tears, a lot of tears. There were a lot of sleepless nights, but I now can say it was worth it. God had to take me through what he took me through. I had to shed those tears. I had to, to go through that, to get to here. And um, I've had that conversation with my husband even when we first started dating, I didn't know until we started talking, of course, but, but God was taking him through a similar process. So he had to prepare both of us for each other. Had we met a month earlier, two months earlier than we did, we may not have been ready for each other. Um, and, and I can say that honestly, that I may not be where I am right now had God's process not being completed the way that that it was in in his time um it it had to be perfect um and if I'd messed with that if my husband had messed with that at all this conversation may be totally different and I recognize that now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it sounds like one of the big challenges anyway for singles is to feel to realize that no one's missing out per se um regardless of what everybody else has going on around you um even though it looks like man well I don't have anybody for this or I don't have anybody for that um I like how you said that in those moments we have to think about how God is still working on us and not just us but our future spouse as well um so I think that's something really important for everybody to think about what are um some of the joys that you can remember of being single (laughs) um I didn't have to discuss anything with anybody I could do what (laughs) I wanted to when I wanted to um I could spend my money the way I wanted to Mm -hmm. um and when I wanted to, you know, I always had the newest phone. If I wanted to go get me a purse, I didn't have to discuss that with anyone. Um, and so, yeah, that, that freedom. Um, so even though I did want to be with somebody, I also enjoyed being free to come and go as I pleased. If I wanted to hop in the car and, and drive clear to Tennessee to see my dad, I could do that. Um, and then ironically, shortly after my husband moved here and we were dating, my aunt in Tennessee got sick and I hopped in the car and drove to Tennessee mm-hmm. and I told him, but he wasn't comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law had to explain to him, this is what she's always done. Mm-hmm. She's always had the freedom to do this. And so you've got to understand um, that about her where she is at at this point in her life um and that yeah that that freedom was the best part Mm -hmm. um and I was busy but I chose to be busy um and now I'm busy in a different way (laughs) (laughs) and there's joy in that too but I can't just hop up and go Mm -hmm. um anymore and i had to wait on that new phone uh, <laughs> cuz you know 
my husband said, no, you gotta, mm -mm. <laughs> you, you gotta wait. And I had to be obedient and that was tough. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> See, we had the opposite. I'm girl. I would have had a flip phone for a lot longer time if it wasn't for my <laughs> husband. <laughs> I did not care. As long as it worked, I was fine. But yeah, <laughs> I definitely understand yeah, though. No. <laughs> I got to have the new one. But that, um, and that's one of the things that, again, I've shared with, with some of my friends who are still single, um, that being single for so long, living alone, you know, I didn't have a roommate or anything. So literally being by myself for 10 plus years I got used to things being done a certain way I got used to you know being by myself mm -hmm. um and so that transition was and still is difficult um worth it yes but but difficult to go from you know, I don't have to depend on anybody. I pay my own, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing to um, allowing my husband to be the man, the, the head of the household, because what you mean don't take out the trash? I've been taking out my own <laughs> trash for ever, because if I didn't take out the trash, the trash would just be sitting there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, yeah, joy in both, but, but definitely... Um, I still have a lot to learn about uh, following. <laughs> Girl, we all and do. And not always leading. <laughs> yes, we all do. It's been 14 years for me and Mr. Gilbert, and I'm still learning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So what are some things that you would caution singles about? Um, you know, like you were saying, you had been single for a while and then you have this transition you're working through. What are some things that you can think of that singles should be cautious of as they're waiting? Um, the first thing, and I, I mentioned this before, um, it's easy to, uh, because you're tired of waiting, because you think that it's supposed to be happening um, right now, you get caught up in this guy who looks like he's got it all together. He checks a lot of boxes. Maybe I should pursue this, even though you know that's, that's not, um, or he's not who God has for you. Um, there are some other bad habits that I had when I was single um, that I've cautioned my friends again, who are still single, not to give in to that temptation mm -hmm. because um, when the time comes and you, and you have to have those tough conversations with um, the man who wants to marry you, think about what you're going to have to say mm -hmm. um, when he asks those questions. Um, and so God has to be number one, period. I mean, that, that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's not just what I said earlier, going to church, reading your Bible, serving, you know, being a good Christian, checking out these boxes. It is, my desire is to please the Lord. Mm -hmm. The most important relationship while I'm single is with God. He has to be the priority all day, every day. Mm -hmm. um, and so that means maybe I don't go here, even though I have the freedom to do that because I'm single, nothing good can come from that. So I don't need to go. I need to stay home or go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, I, most of my friends were married um, in some of the, the toughest times of my life. I spent a lot of time with them and I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I learned a lot. Um, but I wish that I'd made more of an effort to spend time with women, quality time with women who were in the same situation that I was in so that we could support and encourage each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and not, 
and and not me just basically sitting around looking at married people thinking about what that's going to look like for me. Mm-hmm. And again, not to say there's anything wrong with that, um, but that that wasn't that for me that that married life that you know motherhood was still a, a long way off for me. Um, and so again seeing that and having a desire to have those things made me a little more impatient um, as opposed to spending time with women who understood where I was talking about what, you know, the Bible said about um, who we are and what we should be doing and and all of those things. Um, And I think those are the big ones, Quetta, just, Focusing on on that relationship with God, focusing on yourself, um, taking care of yourself, um, and then quality relationships with not just women who are where you want to be, but women who are where you are as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that Christian because... women. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Christian, Christian <laughs> women who are where you are. <laughs> That definitely makes a difference. (laughs) (laughs) At Keeping It Centered, we love sharing stories of real women who've overcome tough challenges all by God's grace. Do you know someone with a story who could help Christian wives, moms, and difference makers grow in their faith walk? If so, send your suggestion to keepingitcentered at gmail.com. Now back to our show. I like that, though, because I know one of the things our pastor has talked about before and our women's ministry is big on this, too, is the whole Titus two woman where, you know, you've got that older woman or not even necessarily someone that's older than you, but someone that's, you know, like you said, kind of where you want to be and you're learning Mm -hmm. from her um, as you're preparing for that stage. But you also have people in your circle who are where you are for the reason that you stated so that you can support one another and comfort one another because sometimes you know it's tough talking to people that are in a different space because you're like man shoot you don't really know what I'm going through <laughs> right, right. so it's really critical to have those women like you said that really can identify with where you currently are um so Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely think that's a a pretty solid piece of advice there is is to make sure you're still getting what you need where you are Mm -hmm. now i know one big thing that a lot of singles get pressured to do or think about is you know like say you coming home from college break or something like that so who are you dating now? When when you getting married? When you having some kids? You know, it's like the the big thing everybody wants to know. And I guess, like we said earlier, it just goes back to that whole expectation from when we're kids of that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Um. So how can single women handle those kind of conversations? <laughs> um. <laughs> That's funny because you knew my grandmother and she was uh, uh, not one to uh, bridle her tongue for anyone. Um, But ultimately, honestly, um, every time somebody asked me that question, I told them that, that I'm waiting for the man that God has for me. No, I'm not dating. No, I won't be having any children until I'm married. I want to do things in the right order. Um, and sometimes it was, why are you all in my business? Like, do you have somebody you want to introduce me to that you think is, <laughs> is worthy of going out on a date with? Because ain't nobody in Clemson. And, and I said that. Um, and I said that to my pastor that I was going to have to leave South Carolina because my husband wasn't here. And he was like, how you know that? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've been here my whole life. He ain't here. <laughs> and he said, well, maybe he's he's coming. He's coming. I said, yeah, coming to get me and take me back to wherever he is. But anyway, um, so what what has worked for other people 
isn't necessarily going to work for you. So like I said earlier, you know, some people meet their spouse in high school, some in college, some later, some don't get it right the first time and they want to do it again. And I said, both, you know, my parents divorced when I was five or six and remarried and have been married to other people almost three times as long as they were married to each other. I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I wanted to, to get married once and, and be married to that person forever. Mm -hmm. So I would rather wait for that person than to entertain everybody that, you know, my cousin and think that I should be talking to because he's cute and he got a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> honesty and, and if they don't like it, then remind them that it, it's not, you know, thank you for looking out for me. I appreciate that. But um, th- this is my life. And, and when push comes to shove, it, it's my decision ultimately. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know if I answered that. <laughs> Yes. I don't know if I answered the question. <laughs> yes, you did. You did. It's 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 about like you said being honest and being able to feel comfortable having those conversations because like you said some people are are easier to talk to, you know, whether they're friends or actually family members. Um I feel like you, you know, like you said certain people are just going to be harder to talk to. A lot of our older people they just, you know, like you said, they, they're going to tell you like it is, <laughs> whatever they're yeah. thinking, they're going to let you know. And, yeah. you know, it's sweet. Um, we understand where they're coming from. But um, you, you also said something else. A lot of times people will say, oh, girl, well, he got this kind of job and he making this money and he drive this. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. very external. Um, mm-hmm. Again, because I feel like it's that whole mad dash to let me be with somebody. Let me, you know, start the rest of my life. And um, I just think everybody kind of really needs to reevaluate what is it that God really wants for us to have in a marriage (laughs) Um, and and Uh making sure our desires are aligning with what God's vision is. Um, If we did that, we probably wouldn't have (laughs) as many people hounding, (laughs) hounding us before it's time. (laughs) no and that you know that glamorous life is just that it looks glamorous but you know there are so many people who have all the stuff Mm -hmm. who aren't like there's nothing there it's it's all on the surface so they have the nice cars they have the nice things but they got married to have those nice things and and yet I, I always said that it would be nice to you know marry someone who made enough money so I would be working because I wanted to work, not because I had to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not, again, that's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and people see those things, and I appreciate that. Like they, they want you to be taken care of, mm-hmm. not a man who, you know, lives with his mama and <laughs> hasn't worked ever mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. But there's so much more than that. And, you know, a guy that, that I dated, the guy that I dated off and on for years, again, checked all those. He had, you know, the nice car. He had a really good job, you know, dressed nicely, all of those things. He was a gentleman. But at at the heart of the matter, he recognized God. He prayed to bless his food. And that was about it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get him to go to church with me. Um, and so that, that relationship, his relationship with God wasn't really a relationship. It wasn't a priority for him. So even though all those other things would have been great, I knew that there was no future for us if that wasn't important to him. Mm -hmm. And that was hard because I could have been driving a really nice car, (laughs) (laughs) But I said to someone, you know, you, you can't piggyback off of my relationship Mm -hmm. with God. Mm -hmm. You have to have one for yourself. And as the man, the head of the household, you're supposed to be leading me in that area as well as in all other areas. And if you're not leading, then how am I supposed to follow you? Mm -hmm. And people don't talk about that. Right? Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Because they don't want to, because it's easier to just 
not mm-hmm. talk about it for mm-hmm. some people because then they get what they think they want and what everybody else is saying that they need. Mm-hmm. They get the nice looking guy with the nice stuff. They get the nice house and those relationships nine times out of 10 don't last because that's all there is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the nice stuff, the glamour life. Girl, you preaching. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Look, epidemic. <laughs> it is. It, it really is. And, and now, you know, it, it's the other way around, too. We have guys who are going after, you know, the boss lady who can take care of, you know, it's... Mm-hmm. Sugar mama. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, girl, I don't know what it's going to take. I know we can't expect the changes overnight because it's just been so embedded within our culture and again people mean well like you said they want to make sure you're taken care of but at the end of the day like you said it's it's more than just being taken care of physically um Mm -hmm. you know anybody can work a job and and help pay bills you know i'm saying but girl if you're not having that same spirit of god that's that's it's not going to last. It's just not. You're going to wake not. up one day and realize, oh, my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> and, you know, some some people choose to stay in those situations, and they are miserable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said that I, I would not do that to myself. I would rather be alone than to be miserable mm-hmm. than to be, you know, trying to hire a divorce attorney on a teacher's salary girl um, <laughs> but some people you know they they don't they they don't really think long term and I guess that's ultimately what it boils down to they think about you know what feels good to me right now mm-hmm. um what I want right now and going back to that question about 20 year old Alonda I, I was there for a while mm-hmm. um and then I had to start thinking about long term um in in five years in 10 years what what do I really want my life to look like and what am I willing to do or not do in order to to make that happen and I think it's also tough because we live in that microwave generation everybody wants everything Mm -hmm. right now it's you know and if it's not Mm -hmm. happening right now then something's wrong something's wrong with me I did something wrong and um, that's not necessarily the case Um, it makes me think of Job you know Job did all the right things he checked all his boxes and Mm -hmm. then still he went through his fair share of trials (laughs) Um, so more than his fair share mm mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah so tell me he still trusted god Mm mm-hmm right even when (laughs) the people closest to him (laughs) was questioning Mm -hmm. god that would have been tough for Mm me i can't even lie that's like what yeah (laughs) yeah Mm mm-hmm so tell me how you feel your relationship with god was affected um, by being single for the amount of time that you were? Um, I knew better than to be angry with God. <laughs> <laughs> She's scared to say um, it too. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I had a hard time understanding why he couldn't just give me what I wanted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I felt like you know we said that earlier I felt like I'd done everything that I was supposed to do Mm -hmm. in the right order not that I was perfect not that I you know had not made mistakes but I was acknowledging the mistakes that I'd made Mm -hmm. and trying to be the best version of myself and Um, so I never, I won't say that I, that I strayed from God. Like some people do, some people just give up and Mm -hmm. and say, I'm not doing this. Um, I actually have someone very close to me who, who's still in that season. Um, 
because things didn't happen the way that she thought they would or some things happened, terrible things happened. Um, she blamed God for allowing those things to happen. Um, and so I, I didn't stray, but I wasn't growing mm-hmm. for a while like I should have. Um, so I was, I was complacent with, with where I was with my relationship with God because it was one of those things like you're you're not you know I'm I'm doing this stuff but you're not responding like I feel like you should so Mm. I'm I'm just going to do this and and that's it and not that I actually said that but that's the way that I behaved Mm -hmm. um but then eventually when when he brought me again to the floor um that changed everything and I knew then that 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 change in in my relationship would set the tone for my relationship now. And I can't remember who told I, I read it or somebody said that to me. I can't remember. But basically, if I couldn't make God a priority when I was single, how in the world was I going to make him a priority when I have a husband? and children and a house to take care of. Mm. And so I started thinking that way, even though again, it, that was, that life was nowhere in my line of sight. I had no concept of when that would happen, but I started thinking that way. I started behaving that way, making sure that no matter what, that time with God daily was a priority. And so now I laugh when some days I struggle Mm -hmm. with that because I have a husband, I have a son, and then I still have a house that needs to be cleaned. I have papers that need to be graded, all of those things. And I'm grateful for that realization then that you do, because if you don't make that time with him, make him a priority, you can't do the other stuff right. effectively. Mm-hmm. It, it, you just can't do it. Um, so I, I I went through a little slump, but then... I'll say not even a year before I met my husband was when God said, okay, this is it. This is it right here. Um, And I'm forever grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I've heard this from a couple different uh, pastors. Do you believe that singleness is a gift um yes and no um and it is really because of what i just said when i was single the only distraction when it came to that that quality time with god were my job, um, you know, my ministry work, those things. And I, you know, had a set time and place and all of that for those things. So when I was home, I had no excuse. Now, although I'm very grateful and wouldn't trade, you know, my husband, my son for anything, some days it is hard to spend the time that I that I desire to spend in the word in worship because you know even when I'm in the car sometimes the phone rings and it's my husband you know, <laughs> so I'm, you know that's my time that you know I'm, I'm singing and I'm crying and I may not have both hands on the wheel because my hands are are raised and in, in praise and worship but there are these things and I, I can't ignore them. Mm -hmm. I can't ignore my husband. I can't ignore my son, especially since he has no idea, you know, he's one. So Mm -hmm. he sees me and he's like, you need to give me all of your attention. (laughs) So yes, in that sense, because I had that time, I could spend hours, you know, um, talking to God, listening to him, worshiping him. And now I, I can't, I can't do that like I used to. Mm -hmm. 
I just wanted to to take a stab at that one because I know I've heard, like I said, I've heard that one uh, mentioned before. And yeah, I don't know if single quite would have really <laughs> considered it a gift <laughs> so much. Now, no, if you had asked me that then, mm-hmm. I would have been like, uh, no, can I answer that when I'm married? Because again, I couldn't, I couldn't see it all. Um, and even when I reached that point where my focus had shifted mm-hmm. and I was okay with being single, I was okay with waiting. Um, I, I still wanted to be married. Mm-hmm. I still, you know, wanted to, to have children and, and all of those things. Um, So I didn't want to be single (laughs) anymore, but appreciated appreciated it for what it was. Mm -hmm. And I have a much greater appreciation for it now that I am married (laughs) and that I am a mother. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny. Um, You know, I feel like we we definitely have this vision in mind, especially like I said earlier, people like you and myself where we have certain things mapped out, but um, Mm -hmm. it's God always has the last laugh (laughs) and uh, he he really, really knows though what we need and and like you've been saying um, in this conversation learning to trust him and to mm-hmm. understand that he won't, uh, he is listening. He does hear our cries. He does hear our hearts when mm-hmm. we're saying, God, I want this. I really, really, really want this. And just because we're not getting it at that particular time doesn't mean our father's not listening. Doesn't mean he doesn't have a plan for us. We just have right. to trust him. And it's so hard sometimes because we want it now. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um but like I said before, not trying to do it yourself or being impatient doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You have to wait for him to do it. You have to wait for his timing or it's it's not going to be worth the wait. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing that I'm saying to people now you've waited this long and there's a reason for that Mm -hmm. and I don't know what that reason is that's something that you have to seek God for and and maybe he'll reveal that to you and maybe he won't um but I I do appreciate that I know part of the reason why I had to wait um because it wasn't just about me it was about my husband too Mm -hmm. it was about timing and and if we had time for me to to talk about how God orchestrated that no one else can take credit for for what he did um and and I I am so grateful for all the pieces that he moved literally moved people um so that we could meet mm-hmm. and that I could not in my wildest dreams have imagined that would be my story and it is mm-hmm. now I, I'm gonna touch a little bit on it because I remember you posted something, um, it was either Instagram or Facebook, about how you guys met. How did you meet? (laughs) My husband's best friend and his family moved to South Carolina um, to um, serve at my church where I was serving. What? And so, yeah. and I remember in the conversation, one of the first conversations that I had with my husband's best friend, I said, why in the world would you want to move to South Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what kind of crazy person moved from California to South Carolina? Right. <laughs> Not realizing that a month, I think about a month after they moved, my husband came out here to visit them. And we met at church. Like, who who could say, I'm, yeah, I met my husband at church. Mm-hmm, <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he came from across the country to visit, and mm-hmm. we met. Um, and, you know, there, it wasn't a magical moment like he says it was. It, it wasn't for me. <laughs> um, we didn't, you know, immediately lock eyes and, you know, music starts playing and butterflies and all of those things. Because I was 
like I was working. My pastor told me to do something and I was doing what my pastor told me to do. So I was nice because he was a visitor, mm-hmm. but uh, there, that was it. But um, a couple of months later, it was it was clear to both of us after some conversations, clear to both of us that um, that this was something. Um, and let's see, April of 2016, we officially started dating. We were engaged in December of 2016, married in April of 2017, became parents in August of 2018. So when I tell you God can move <laughs> mountains, <laughs> literally move mountains and rivers and lakes and things out of the way mm-hmm. um, to make things happen, that that's what he did for us. And, and I believe that, that he will and and can do it for others as well. Mhm. Mhm. I love that girl. When we let go and we let God, as hard as it is, he mm-hmm. really does show up and show out in <laughs> just in unexpected ways. <laughs> like I said, I mean, because I thought, oh, you know, you date someone for a year, two years, then you get get you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. and, and that's not the way that it and I'm not saying that works for everybody mm-hmm, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not saying that everybody should move that quickly but um again God had been working on both of us individually before we even knew that the other one existed mm-hmm. so that when we did meet we were clear with each other about where we were about you know where we want it to be about what god was doing in our lives and we went to him um and he answered all of those prayers so all those prayers that i prayed in my 20s in my early 30s he 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 knew them all mm-hmm. and and he answered them in in an amazing way so it sounds like then some really good pieces of advice for single women are to trust God regardless of what the situation Mm -hmm. looks like to let him work on you and your future boo (laughs) and Mm -hmm. to just Mm -hmm. relinquish that control Um, awesome 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 so we're going to wrap up a little bit before we do though let us know were there any resources um that were helpful to you as a single christian woman and even now that you're a wife and a mom um i can't think of anything specifically um there were a lot of uh different devotionals that i read um just a lot of people that i talked to um my sister is one of those people um who just really encouraged me um and prayed with me and and sometimes put me in my place she's actually (laughs) the one who told me um when I said oh you know I don't know anybody there's nobody out there um and she said you know you don't know that well and it's it's not going to happen anytime soon she's like you don't know that and Mm -hmm. she was right and I have to tell her that um she was right Mm-hmm. Um, so godly um, women who encouraged me um, and then just finding the the reading materials to help me navigate um, scriptures instead of just, you know, reading from cover to cover mm-hmm. um, to find devotionals for single women, to find, find devotionals for women who, um, and I said there wasn't anything specific, but there's one... Uh, about Mary and Martha mm-hmm. and it um it rocked me <laughs> <laughs> um but there are all those things out there now and now you don't even have to go to the bookstore and buy it because you can just download it mm-hmm. um but about being single about waiting um things for women who desire to be married um and what God says about what what you should be doing while you're waiting mm-hmm. um so yeah take advantage of those free mm-hmm. <laughs> most of them um devotionals that you can read sermons that you can 
listen to. And of course, music has always been and will always be um, the the way that that I communicate best um, with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, he speaks to me through music, and I speak to Him and and tell Him how much I love Him um, through music as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if there are any single women listening and they just want to ask you some questions, get some advice for their current situation, how can uh, they reach out to you? Um, I am on Instagram um, at ABSZPB1920. Um, I'm on Facebook, Alonda Irvin Seaton. Um, I think I have two Twitter accounts, but I don't remember my password, so <laughs> don't try to reach me there. <laughs> but probably, yeah, um, Instagram, Facebook, those are the two that I can actually log into, and I actually use those. Um, and if you follow Quetta on either of those, you can probably find me. Um, yeah. through her mm-hmm. yeah. alright well I always ask every guest this last question how do you keep God at the center of your life now that you have gone through your singleness season and now you're a wife a mom and you still have a bazillion things going on how are you able to keep God at the center of your life um, I set aside time. I have a a routine in the morning, of course, and part of that routine is stopping to read my devotional, to pray. Um, I like to write in my journal, um, and sometimes the writing doesn't come until later that day, but um, each day setting aside that time just for him um, to read, to write, to pray, to reflect on what he's done um, and not to take him my list. God, I need you to do this. Can you do this? Can you help me with this? But just to say, this is what was revealed to me and what I read. And this is what it, it makes me think of how grateful I am for this, how, um, appreciative I am of this person um, or or this thing how I recognize that in this season of my life you know you have opened these doors for a specific purpose and, and I don't take that lightly those things so um, for most people that the best time is first thing in the morning while the kids are still sleeping mm-hmm. unless <laughs> your children are like mine and he just wakes up whenever he wants to. Um, <laughs> and I don't do the getting up a little bit earlier because I'm not a morning person. Um, so sometimes it is after the baby's in the bed when you, like I said, get to write. But starting the day um, with with that time with the Lord and ending the day um, on my knees, on my face, um, just... Uh, recognizing God for who he is so that way everything in between all the craziness that comes in between getting up and going to bed I can live with it Mm -hmm. because I know that that he's he's got me covered on both ends Mm -hmm. awesome 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 well we appreciate your time Mrs. Seaton thank you thank you thank you for sharing your story with us and we hope you have a good day Thanks again for joining us this week for our chat. Let's close out in prayer. God, we want to pray today for all of our listeners who are single right now, Lord. They're in that season of singleness and they may be wondering, where is my Boaz? Where is the one that you have for me, Lord? What have I done wrong? What's going on? Why is he not here now? And God, we pray for these women that you will comfort them and remind them that 
they will only find completeness in you, Lord God, not in someone else. God, we pray that you will comfort them, that you will minister to their needs, that you will be with them in the good times and in the bad times and help them to remember that you are with them, that you do understand what they're going through, but there is a reason for everything. And we pray, Lord, that you will give them the strength, the patience, the courage that they need to endure in this season. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. If you've been driving along, you can find today's show notes over at www.keepingitcentered.com. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for The Centered Notes, our bi-weekly devotional newsletter. And follow us over at Instagram at Keeping It Centered.